An expensive painting that was long thought to be lost to history has turned up inside Bloomington Public Library. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham. And I am Aiden. Today is Thursday, May 11th, and this is WGLT, The Leadoff. Support for The Leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, featuring summer vacation destinations for travelers to see the world via American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. Sierra, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com. Now let's lead off with that 150-year-old art mystery finally being solved at the Bloomington Public Library. WGLT student reporter Megan Spurline has the story. The library held auctions for nearly 40 of its art pieces earlier this year. Many wall hangings and paintings needed to be removed because of the library's expansion project. One piece in particular has an interesting past and was considered to be long gone by several art enthusiasts. A 19th century William B. T. Trago painting, The Charge of Custer at Winchester, seemed to vanish after being purchased by an American diplomat, John C. White, back in 1884. Surprisingly, the painting had been hanging back in the Illinois section in the Bloomington Public Library as library marketing manager Rhonda Massey explains. I didn't know how big of a deal it was, you know. It, it, it's just kind of neat that it was sitting here all this time. Like I said, I walked past it for 15 years and didn't know, and there's people in Pennsylvania actually actively looking for it and can't find it. The painting boosted Trago's career overnight, making the military history painting essential to Trago's list of works. Library officials estimated the painting would sell between $3,000 and $5,000. Adding fees to the gavel price, the buyer paid about $14,500. The full story of how the library ended up with the painting is unclear. Massey says library records show it was donated to them by Adelaide Ewing. We don't know how the person who gave it to us got it from John C. White, and we haven't been able to pinpoint that. The buyer of the painting wished to remain anonymous. They first found the painting while searching for auctions related to General Custer, a United States Army officer during the Civil War. At first I thought, it's probably fake. You know, I said, this is something, this, this is too weird. It can't be the painting. And I um, did some checking. I got in touch with, with Trigo's biographer, Joseph Eckhart, and um, he was, I told him and he said, I think you found it. The buyer says they were a fan of Trago partly because of his dedication to his craft, overcoming a pretty big shortfall. He could not use his hands. It's amazing how he painted. He basically had to, he used to stick the brush inside his hand. And this was a, a clenched hand that he couldn't, it was inoperable. While the buyer is currently enjoying the 19th century painting on their wall, they want the art to be appreciated by other Trago fans as well. They would be willing to loan the art to a museum, but they have no plans to sell. I'm Megan Sperline. Here's some other stories we're following in the WGLT newsroom. Defense lawyers for Michael Bacana, the man accused of shooting two women in downtown Bloomington, say he was acting in self-defense. His murder trial is underway despite Bacana failing to show up to court. ISU's Board of Trustees meets Friday morning at 9. They'll take a first look at a plan to charge differential tuition, meaning students in certain programs may face higher tuition than others. And Governor J.B. Pritzker says he favors tougher ethics laws in the state, but is not floating any particular changes in response to verdicts in the ComEd bribery trial. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Whenever you move to a new community, it can be hard to know how to recycle. Who takes it? What do they actually take? Where does it go? Michael Brown is executive director of the Ecology Action Center in Normal. In this installment of our series, Welcome Home, 
Brown tells WGLT's Eric Stock how the nonprofit helped build a recycling program in Bloomington Normal. We're really unique. I actually haven't found any similar organization anywhere else I've been, uh, but we are the nonprofit environmental agency for Bloomington Normal and McLean County. And so we, you know, briefly provide a wide variety of, of services on a variety of environmental issues. Such as? such as solid waste and, and recycling. And this is like our, our core issue. We've been working on solid waste and recycling uh, since our founding in 1971. And so back in the day, we actually provided the direct services of recycling, but uh, that was long ago taken over by the municipalities. And so today we are the center for information on that. So we can help new residents get set up with curbside recycling. We can help them learn what is and isn't recyclable in our community. Uh, we can show them where the drop-off recycling services are, um, and a whole host of other solid waste, uh, solid waste management related services. So going back to its beginning, 1971, uh, solid waste was Ecology Action Center's main mission. How did that come about before the municipalities ended up uh, taking that over? People might be curious since it is such a unique operation. And so a lot of it comes about from the early environmental movement of the late 1960s, early 70s. Um, Earth Day 1970 was kind of a, a unique moment for for launching a lot of different initiatives here locally and across the nation and even the world. And so uh, it was probably about that time that yeah, a group full of dedicated people saw the need for recycling services where there were none in our community, uh, wanted to demonstrate the interest and the feasibility of a recycling program. So they put on this one-day, one-time recycling drive. Um, it was so wildly successful that unfortunately for them, but fortunately for the rest of us, um, they had to keep going. And so it became a regular volunteer-based recycling service called Operation Recycle um, and actually grew uh, to be a nonprofit organization um, on its own, providing recycling services into the 90s. Um, and it's at that point that the municipalities took over that direct service and Operation Recycle, having already been getting into education and outreach in order to increase participation in recycling, turned to become the Ecology Action Center. So one of the most common questions you hear from the public about what the Ecology Action Center does? I think a lot of people, especially those who don't live in our community, the most common question I get is, how do we get an Ecology Action Center in my community? Because it's not just the recycling programs, it's Household has this waste coordination. Uh, we teach people how to do backyard composting, provide composting workshops. Uh, we have a online app that tells you everything you want to know about recycling, um, including address-specific listings uh, for everything you might want to recycle or have to dispose of. And so a whole host of waste-related services in addition to other programs as well. That was Michael Brown with the Ecology Action Center in Normal, speaking with WGLT's Eric Stock. You can hear or read the rest of their conversation at WGLT.org. And there's a lot more recycling info available at RecycleBN.org or the Recycle Coach app. Before we let you go, the McLean County Board meets today at 530 at the Government Center. On the agenda are fee increases for various services offered by the county clerk and recorder. And that's it for today. I'm your co-host Aiden from Parks Elementary School. In normal, you can subscribe to the Read Off podcast in Apple, Google, Spotify, or NPR app.